Hi guys and welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. We are back with a For You Friday episode. Um, if my voice sounds weird and congested because I already know that it does, I'm sorry. I don't think it's that bad. It was a lot worse, but I'm recovering from being sick. Um, I did have COVID this week. Actually, it was my first time having it and I'm not going to lie. The first few days that I had it were so miserable. Like I was so miserable. The first day that I had it, I remember just being in bed and being in the worst back pain, the worst stomach pain. My migraines were horrible the first day I had it. Absolutely horrible. So my migraines were super bad the first day. I couldn't really stand up or walk because my head was hurting really horribly. So even me getting out of bed was a struggle. Um, and it really hit me hard on the first day with my headaches. The second day, my headaches were kind of fading, but my throat was really bad. So the second day, my throat was hurting a lot. I was coughing a lot, everything like that. And then yes, no, yesterday, two days ago, sorry, two days ago, I was so nauseous the whole entire day. I woke up nauseous. I went to sleep nauseous. The whole day I was nauseous. I couldn't eat. So I think the third day was the worst because I wasn't in pain the third day, but I was so uncomfortable in my body because I felt so nauseous. Um, But yeah, every single day out of those three days, I had a different type of symptom or something got added onto it. And then yesterday, which was my fourth day or was it my fifth day? I don't remember. I think it was my fourth day like having symptoms. They kind of like died down and I was only a little bit congested like I am right now. Right now it's weird because I don't feel congested. I sound congested, but I don't feel congested. Um, Maybe a little bit of like chest congestion, but I don't feel like super nasally in my nose. And I feel like normally when my voice sounds like this, I sound like I feel super nasally, but I don't feel congested at all. I feel like I'm talking regularly and it feels normal, but it just doesn't sound the best. But I'm happy that I kind of am able to get back on my feet because it was really hard to kind of be in bed and not have anything to do. So something else I haven't talked about that I kind of just found out, I think like maybe two or three days ago, um, the part-time job that I was working at, I talked to you guys about before how I was working at a boutique, it closed and... I didn't even know that it was closing. Like, I didn't hear about it closing until I saw it on social media. And I remember because my the people I work with, my boss was telling me that the first two weeks of January, the store is going to be closed because they just kind of give people time to, like, go on holiday and everything like that. And so I remember being like, wow, like, two weeks without work, two weeks without school. Like, honestly, COVID couldn't have come at a perfect time. I mean, it sucks that I went through it, but at least if I was going to go through it, it was going to be when I didn't have school or work or I had my podcast responsibility, but that was something that I can take control of and decide when and can I, like, I can do it. So I remember just being like, wow, I have no school for two weeks. I have no work for two weeks. Like, now what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do? I got COVID, so that kept me busy. But I remember just being like, okay, so do I look for another part-time job or, you know, what? Because I feel like when it comes to part-time jobs, I've always just had one during school. My favorite part-time jobs were always babysitting during school because it was just the easiest money that you could make and honestly paid the best out of any other job that I did. But I'm kind of like at a point where I don't really know if I want to look for part-time jobs and I'd rather just pursue this podcast further and spend more time doing the podcast. So 
that's kind of where my head is right now, but I thought I would share that with you guys because the way I got hit with the fact that it like the store wasn't a thing anymore was pretty insane. And I remember just being like, oh, so I guess I just lost my job. Like, good morning to me. Like, I have no idea. So that's kind of where my head's at right now. So I have no school at the moment, no work at the moment, just recovering. But yesterday was the first day where I was like up and out of bed and doing stuff. So I've been meaning to clean out my closet and clean out my drawers since Christmas, like since the day after Christmas, since literally December 26th. Because I remember being like, okay, I'm done with Eve Miss. I'm done with finals. And always after Christmas, my room is extra messy because of all the gifts that I get and all the wrapping paper and the gifts that I buy and all like the like packages that I have in my room. So I remember just being like, okay, it'll be perfect if after Christmas I have that really deep holiday clean. I remember posting on Instagram and being like, guys, I'm going to do a deep holiday clean. I'm going to record it. And it never got done. And I remember like the day that I had started doing it, I was like, wow, I just cannot do this right now. And then I had a wedding on New Year's Eve and I was busy after New Year's Eve. Like I was just so busy from Christmas time till New Year's Eve time. And then I got COVID. So it was like, I had no, like I didn't end up doing my room at all. And then the whole time during COVID, I'm just like sitting in my room and I'm getting aggravated because I know my closet's messy. I know everything in my dresser is mixed up. Like, you know, when your dresser drawers, like you just know there are things in other drawers that shouldn't be in those drawers. That's exactly how I felt. And I hated having that feeling, but that's just like where it was at the moment. And so I remember just being like so aggravated with myself because my room was so messy. But, um, Yeah, yesterday was the first day I finally cleaned it. I took things out of my closet, went through it. Same thing with my dresser. I took things out. I decided I'm not going to be selling things on Depop anymore. I was selling for a while. Maybe I'll do like one more like flash sale, but I don't, I kind of just was like, you know what? I'm just going to donate these clothes and then give some to my sister and my little cousin because. There's so many of them and I just don't have the time, even though like my part-time job is done, I don't have the time to just keep posting and answering people and packaging it and shipping it out. Like it really is a lot of work if you list a lot of items. So I feel like I'm just not going to be adding that into like my equation anymore right now. But it's okay because I have a lot of other side hobbies. I'm really liking doing Amazon storefront and like putting those pages together for you guys because I do get a lot of stuff from Amazon and a lot of my necessities are from there. And I like sharing that with you guys and like showing you guys that. Um, So that's something that I really like doing. That's kind of like a side hustle of mine, kind of my replacement for Depop. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like my life update. I cleaned out my whole entire bedroom. I cleaned out my whole entire bathroom, my office, everything. And I also ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon that if you go to my storefront, you can look at my bedroom essentials. I ordered a bunch of stuff to kind of like organize my bathroom further and decorate my room a little. So that's my little life update. I know that was kind of a long life update, but I feel like after Eve Miss, when I talk to you guys every day, now I talk to you guys a lot less. Um, Clearly my voice is getting raspy again, so let me take a quick water break and then we're going to get into advice all about exes and current boys, just all about relationships. Okay, so this is all advice that I pulled from my DMs that you guys asked me. So number one girl that asked me is being in the same friend group as my ex-boyfriend. Um, 
Obviously, it depends if you ended on good or bad terms. I think if you ended on bad terms, it could be really toxic for you, your ex, and your friends, like just everyone involved in the situation. If it was a bad breakup, it's going to be weird. I've seen situations where it's a bad breakup, and I've seen situations where it's a good, healthy breakup. I think no matter what, even if it's a good, healthy breakup, there's still obviously going to be little things that remind you of that person or little moments that are going to kind of like trigger you, especially if you're with this person for a while. I feel like when you're dating someone for so long and so many years, so many things will remind you of them because that person kind of just becomes part of your routine and part of your everyday life. And they're kind of just someone that you're used to being there. So I feel like when it comes to if you dated this person for a long time, no matter what little things are going to trigger you and flare up your feelings here and there, like that's just such a normal reaction and a normal emotion that's going to happen between the both of you. There's obviously no way to avoid it because the worst case scenario would be that you and your ex like just stop hanging out with your friends at the same time. And I think that's worse for everyone because that's the reason that people don't date in their friend groups is because they don't want there to be a point where one or the other has to stop kind of hanging out. But I feel like when it comes to that situation, it is something you and your ex have to talk about maybe while like in the process of the breakup or after the breakup and just kind of discuss like, look, like what if it ended badly obviously it's hard to have that civil conversation. So if it ended badly, I would just kind of like let it air out on its own and like let it be healed over time. Don't try to take a bunch of control in it because in the moment of a bad breakup, the last thing that you want to hear or the last thing you want to say is, by the way, like when we're in this situation, like, no, you don't want to bring anything like that up because it won't be answered with like a clean mind. It'll just be answered with like anger and hurt. So if it's a bad breakup, I don't recommend bringing it up and I would just recommend waiting over time until it gets better. So yeah, that's kind of my advice for it. If it's a bad breakup, it's kind of just don't do anything about it. Don't bring anything up to them. Try not to be really as vocal about things. And then when you see them, you could say hi, but don't like try to like add fuel to their fire. Don't make comments about them because that's just going to like break out in fights. And if they're doing it to you, try your best to ignore it because you want to look like the bigger person in the situation. You don't want to look like you're being super mean to them when they're not being mean to you just because it ended badly. I know sometimes we think people deserve it and maybe sometimes they do, but I feel like the more you fight it, the worse you're going to look and the worse you're going to feel. And it's like you're not going to be able to have fun with your friends. So if it was a bad breakup, I highly just recommend leaving the situation alone, going as you are, even though like just faking it till you make it and eventually you and this person will be able to be in the same room together. If it's a good breakup and it's kind of just one of those things where it hurts to be around them a little bit, then I kind of just recommend like knowing going into a situation knowing that little comments will trigger you and that's okay. Like it's totally normal for you to be with someone for a while and then be broken up with them and kind of just be like, oh my God, like that thing that they said, like that's something only they knew or like that reminded me of that date we went on or we're at a restaurant where me and him had our first kiss, like whatever it might be little moments like that are a thousand percent going to trigger you a little bit and make you feel a little bit upset, but that's okay because it's a breakup. Like you're going to go through this and there's always going to be kind of a new stage to go through. Like the first time you go to school without them, the first time you travel without them, the first time you go to sleep without hearing a good night from them. There's so many different steps that you have to take after a breakup and being in the same friend group and like going out without them is just another step. 
So just see it as another step and another thing you have to go through and kind of just like another step to your self-love journey and your journey with someone else. Like even though that's a hard pill to swallow, this is not like that. It's an end of one story, but it's the beginning of another too. So even though you're going to have like hard times in that moment, at the end of the day, it's like as long as you kind of just stay true to yourself and you know your worth when you walk into a room, it's going to be very hard for someone else to be able to bring you down. But being triggered by small moments is like so normal. The next DM that I got is being scared that you're not with the one. How am I supposed to know? And the DM that I got from the girl was a little bit more in detail. So I will share her specific situation. So she's been dating someone for six years. So very long, long-term relationship. She's dating this kid for six years since kind of her like ending of high school. They went to, I think last two years of high school and then all of college together. Um, they're older, they know families, everything. She's like, it's a very serious and it's a very healthy relationship. But sometimes I'm like, wait, I'm with the one, right? Like what if I'm not with the one and I just wasted all this time and you know, I'm kind of panicking because I'm sure we're going to get married soon. And like, maybe that scares me a little bit. Like, is it bad that I'm scared? Is it is he not the one because I'm scared? All these things. I think no matter what, you're always going to be a little bit not scared, but have nerves when you think of the fact of getting married, because it's like, it's not, it depends like what you're having nerves about. If you are nervous because you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to kiss another guy again or go on another date again. I feel like that's a little bit more like that's something you should be worried about a little bit more. But if you're kind of just like mind blown by the fact that this is going to be the person that you're with the rest of your life, if you're kind of just like mind blown by that, I don't think that that's that crazy because sometimes we mistake nerves for anxiety or sometimes we like kind of think us being nervous means that we're terrified, but it doesn't mean that. Nerves can be a good thing sometimes. I don't think it means that you're not with the one and I wouldn't make yourself go crazy. No matter – and if you're with someone for six years, I think that you always – this is like however long you're dating someone. I think you should always have something in the relationship to kind of spark it up, keep it alive, like go to – like experience something new together, travel somewhere new, go to a different type of food restaurant when you're out. Like try to do something different in your relationship here and there because obviously we date to marry. We don't date intending to break up with someone. So I feel like in those situations, especially if you've been dating for that long, you're not going to get as scared if you're kind of keeping the relationship alive and like putting some spark in it. I feel like you know you're – I feel – and I know that people hate this answer, but I really do think you know you're with the one and you just know it. Like you just know that you're with the one. And I I know people hate that answer because they're like, I thought I knew, but I don't know. Like do I know? I don't know if I know. I think that you know it in your heart. And I don't think – no, this is a lie. I was going to say I don't think you would stay with someone for six years if you didn't think it. But that's a lie because sometimes people stay with people for different reasons. I think you need to list out what you love about this boy. And then you need to list out what you love about the relationship because those are two different things, right? What do you love about the relationship? I love the way we communicate with each other. I love the conversations we have with each other. I love the way he treats me when we go out. Like I always feel safe. He takes care of me. He's a gentleman. Okay, cool. That's what you love about the relationship. Now, what do you love about him? Like him as a person, him aside from you, not the way he treats you, not the way he makes you feel, not the traits that he has that makes him a good boyfriend about him. Like 
if you weren't dating this guy and you were to just see him, what traits would he have where you would be like, wow, like I really look up to that or I'm inspired by that? Is he super hardworking with his job and that's like a separate thing that he has from you, but you really get motivated and driven from it, you know, like what's what's holding you on to him, not just the relationship. It's not just I'm happy because I'm with someone for a long time. So I feel very settled. I feel very comfortable. I know who I'm going to marry. I know where we're going to live. I know his family. I don't want to have to do first dates again because at that point you're just settling with him and you're not with the one. If you're with the one, you're going to feel comfort in knowing those things, but you're also going to feel excited. You're never going to have doubt. No, that's that's a lie. You can have like a little bit of doubt in your head, but if it's like an ongoing doubt, this is something you have to communicate with your partner. And this is why a lot of relationships end is because couples kind of like have problems right in, in their mind that deal with the relationship and they never bring it up because they're like, it doesn't bother me that much. It doesn't bother me that much. It's not worth the fight. I don't want to lose this relationship. Like it's not worth the headache, whatever. So they just never bring these things up. But I always hear this, whatever problem you're having gets 10 times worse when you're married. 10 times worse when you're married and you live with that and you live with this person. Whatever problem you had with them when they were dating is going to be 10 times worse when you're married. So any problems that you're having in the relationship, whether it has to do with the way that they talk, the way that they eat, like the way that they are in social gatherings, the way that they are privately, whatever it is that is bothering you in this relationship, this is something you have to communicate to your partner no matter what. And obviously there's very small things that you don't have to communicate, but I honestly just think that if it's something that's bothering you for more than a day, if it's bothering you for more than 24 hours, you have to sit down with your partner and you have to talk about it. Um, Because if you don't, it's just going to kind of get swept under the rug and there's a million things that are going to end up getting swept under the rug until one day you just explode and now your relationship's over. So if there's a problem, stop running from it, stop hiding from it because you want to look okay on the outside and you don't want to deal with a breakup. You need to sit down with your partner and you need to communicate through it and you both need to kind of work on it together and deal with it. And if you're meant to be together and you love each other enough to sit down and make it work, you will be together. But a lot of relationships break at this point because they're like, me doing that is not worth being in this relationship. Like me changing this thing that bothers you is not worth me staying in this relationship. I'd rather deal with that thing. And it's like, wow, it sucks. I sat down and had that conversation and now I'm single. But at least you're single and you're not in the unknown. You know, it's it's way better to be aware and single and know how you're feeling and know that you did the best you could than to not know what you did. So I feel like that's the best advice I can give you is like any problems as why you think he's not the one like think about what you love about the relationship think about what you love about him and now think about why you're even doubting it and if why you're doubting it has anything to do with him communicate it with him because that's kind of how you're gonna and this is someone you've been with for six years like it's not someone you should feel shy about around or like think that they're gonna judge you like he's been with you for six years you know and You might not expect the best outcome and the best outcome might not come from it, but at the end of the day, you're getting an answer. And I think that's more important than getting a positive outcome. We have a quick little ad 
from our friends at Anchor. And I'm excited to throw this ad in because Anchor is actually how I started my podcast. And I get a lot of questions from you guys on how you can start your own podcast. And Anchor was honestly the easiest way for me to record, edit, and schedule my episodes. So I highly recommend using Anchor if you want to start your own podcast. This is your sign. Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's continue with the episode. The next thing I'm going to answer is he canceled on our first date that he asked me on. Is this a red flag? I think if he asked you, so this girl's situation is she met this guy at a bar. They talked. He texted her. He got her number. He texted her that next week. He texted her for the next weekend to go out on a date. The day the date came, his excuse was, I'm not feeling well. Can we postpone for next week? And she's like, and I don't know what to say. I don't know if this just means it's a red flag and I should let him go. What do I do? I think if it's like, I mean, look, at the end of the day, this is a guy that you just like met at a bar and texted you. He never has to see you again. You know what I mean? I feel like if it's a guy that you just met at a bar or met like publicly or like at a social gathering, they owe nothing to you and you owe nothing to them. So it's like, I feel like if he did not want to take you out, he just would not text you and wouldn't even tell you like, like he would say let's cancel. But I think that he would just like, he wouldn't even say let's postpone because he doesn't owe you anything. So he'd be like, I'm never going to see this girl again if I don't want to. So why do I owe her an explanation? So I really don't think it's the biggest red flag. I think it's no matter what, it's going to make you feel like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, ugh. Um, but I think just be like, hey, no problem. Sure. Right. And then it's like, wait and see if he actually does text you. If he does it twice, get out, get out of the situation. If he does it twice, he either has the worst luck in the world or he's prioritizing another girl or whatever. But I think that you should get out of the situation if he cancels on you twice. If he cancels you on you the first time and he's the one that reached out first, I don't think it's that crazy of a red flag. So I wouldn't tell you to run away from it. But I would definitely like be aware and be cautious and pay attention to what he does the next time. Because if he said let's postpone postpone till next week, see if he actually like pulls through with that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my advice, I guess, for that is just like wait it out and see what he does. But I just wouldn't give him a te- like I wouldn't text him first or give him attention if he did that. I would wait till he reaches out to you. Next thing, I like my friend's ex. They weren't that serious. Should I pursue him? I feel like he likes me back. I think that before you even find out if he likes you back, before you even reach out to him, before you pursue him, talk to your friend first. Before you even look him in the eyes, talk to your friend, especially if this is someone you're good friends with. Even if she's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like we dated so long ago. Why would I care? Sit down and talk to her about it Um, because you never know and you want to get her like true emotion from it. So. If you're like, if you sit her down, you're like, hey, like, I just want you to know and nothing has to come from this, but I feel like I have maybe a little bit of feelings for blah, blah. And like, I know you were with him in the past. So if this is not something you're comfortable with. Tell me now and I'll stop the conversation. See what she says, see how she reacts. But I think the first thing that you should do is talk to your friend about it before even thinking about him any further. Obviously, it depends on your level with the friend, but if she's your friend, she's your friend, and it depends on their situation, and if you're okay with that, like, I know for me personally, I would never be able to be with someone who was 
attracted to my friend in the past not not just like like it's okay if my boyfriend thinks my friends are pretty but if he was like attracted to one of my friends in the past I wouldn't be able to be with him or like if they kissed or something like I personally wouldn't be able to so if you can do that and you really like this guy and you're like no you don't understand how not serious they were if they were like 14 then just talk to her because I'm sure she won't care or she shouldn't care as long as she's not with him and it wasn't that serious and they were young But I think that before you do anything with him or think about doing anything with him, you should talk to her first because she might not care. And but if you do it behind her back, she'll care more about that. So just talk to her first, see how she feels about it. And then you could start kind of trying to pursue him. Next thing I got, my boyfriend doesn't post me on social media. I've talked to him about it before, but he says he doesn't really, he just doesn't really go on his phone. I post him all the time, but I feel like it looks stupid when I post him and he doesn't post me back. Do I bring it up again or leave it? I don't think you should ever just like leave it or like not say anything about it if you're saying it to me. Because it's like if you're saying it to me and you want to hear about it, then that means that you kind of like actually care and want advice on it and want something to be done about it. I think if you brought it up to him before and he's kind of just like, I don't post. I know that there's guys that actually don't post. Like my my boyfriend has like maybe 30 posts in the past like 10 years. Like he doesn't he's private on Instagram. Like, you know what I mean? He's, he's not like a big poster. When we started dating, he started to post more because he was posting a little bit more with me. Um, I sometimes will jokingly ask my boyfriend to post me, but not all the time. But I just feel like you can kind of like, I understand also though, like bringing something up to your boyfriend so many times where it's just like, okay, he's not getting the point. Like, what do I do? I think it depends how you've brought it up in the past. If you've like sat down and had a serious conversation about it and he's still not caring to do it, I would be really annoyed for you and just kind of be like, all right, like I'm actually having a serious conversation about this and you're still not changing. That would piss me off. But if you've kind of just like thrown a joking comment about it, then maybe he didn't know if you're being serious and actually cared. So I think that it depends how you've dealt with it in the past. But my advice would just be like, be transparent and be honest. That's always going to be my like advice in a relationship because I know that relationships end because people don't have those honest, hard conversations. People don't want to deal with hearing things that they don't want to hear. And this is why relationships end is because they don't have these conversations early on. They have them way later and then they like keep holding it off because they just don't want to hear the words like we're done. We can't get through this. Um, Obviously, this isn't anything too serious, but maybe it's serious too because you like posting him. As girls, we just like posting in general. Like most of us, you know, just forget it. if it's our boyfriend we just want to post so I think for us no matter what we're gonna post but if you're like I feel like I look really stupid like I post him but he doesn't post me so people looked at our Instagrams they'd be like oh he's trying not to like you know but if he just doesn't post at all then I I get it like if he's not posting at all like and you're posting him I don't think you look stupid at all because it just shows he's not on Instagram but if he's like posting actively or anything but just not posting you then I think that's weird and that something's off but if he's just not on his like if he just really doesn't post then I don't think anything's wrong with it and I think it's kind of means more if a guy just does it without you telling them to I understand having a conversation about it but like I said if he's just literally doesn't post at all then I wouldn't be upset about it and I don't think it makes you look stupid but if he posted like two four like days ago or a week ago or a month ago 
and just is posting you but is posting his friends or is posting his selfies then I'd be like a little bit bugged out and be like all right this is a little bit weird that you're just posting other things but not me so if he's doing that I would talk to him about it but if he's not then I would kind of just let it go and wait until some people really just don't like social media like some people really just don't like posting so last thing I'm going to talk about my boyfriend has other girlfriends that I don't know Okay, so this could go two ways. I got one DM. The DM I got from the girl um, is he – they go to different schools. So they're kind of long distance. She's like, we're not really long distance. He goes to a different school that's about an hour drive away. So not bad, but obviously he has friends that I don't know because I don't see them regularly like he does. Should I be worried? I don't follow them on social media. I've never met them before, so I don't know their intentions, and I don't know if he can read them easily. And I'm going to also like kind of do this for girls who deal with like their boyfriends that maybe work full-time jobs or work a different job than them and like have friends at work that they don't know. For me, I'm like, I'm trying to think. I definitely have a like, I used to not be good with this stuff and now I'm better because I think it all has to do with the relationship with yourself. If you're confident in yourself and you're confident in who you are as a girlfriend, you're really not going to get bothered because you're going to be like, I know he loves me. I know he only wants me. And if he were that stupid to cheat on me or do something, it would not that it wouldn't bother me, but it would be like, wow, he's the idiot. You know, like you wouldn't be like, oh my God, I lost him. He lost me. So I feel like it all depends on your mentality with yourself and the relationship and mindset you have within your own, like who you are. But I feel like when it comes to your boyfriend going to a different school and you're kind of younger, it can definitely be intimidating and a little bit hard to deal with. I would definitely talk to your boyfriend about it and just be like, hey, I don't care if you're friends with girls, but I want to meet them. Like, I want to see them at a party and kind of just try to meet them. Like, don't even just say, like, just the girls. Like, like I want to meet your friends at school, um, not just girls, because he's going to be like, why just the girls? So I feel like meeting them is going to make you feel way better because if you don't know them, you're going to be like, I don't know these girls. I don't know their intentions. I don't know what they want to do with my boyfriend. But if you meet them, you're either going to be like, wow, I really like these girls. Like now I understand them. Or you're going to be like, I never want my boyfriend talking to those girls again. And if you tell him why, he should understand you and respect you enough to listen to you when you say that. So I feel like it just if you know the girls, it makes you feel better. If there's no way of you knowing these girls, pay attention to how he talks about them or stories he tells about them or something like that. I know it can be really hard because if you're in a long distance relationship, you're like, oh my God, they get to spend time with my boyfriend and that I don't get to spend time with. Like, that's not fair. And I get that, but it's also just a part of life to have friends in school and to have friends at work. I think meeting them makes the biggest difference because it's like, okay, now I know that these girls' intentions are actually really pure and that they don't want my boyfriend and, like, they don't have those intentions at all. But I think as girls, we can very easily read other people. Like, we could really easily be like, okay, I know what that girl's doing. You know what I mean? So I feel like as long as you've met them once or twice, you're going to have that gut feeling. And, yeah, just talk to your boyfriend about it. I don't think your boyfriend should ever be best friends with another girl. That's not you. That's like, I know it's like a controversial topic. Like, is my boyfriend allowed to have a close, like a best girlfriend? No, he's not allowed to have a best girlfriend besides you. He can have a close friend, but he can't have a best girlfriend that isn't you. Because when you think of best friend, that has to be your girlfriend. That's it. Like, it has to be your girlfriend. There's no, and same thing for boys too. Like that, ha- like your boyfriend has to be your best friend. Um, So I think that, that whole like, 
like boyfriend's best friend is a girl like that that shouldn't exist that you're his best friend and that's it he could have a friend that's a girl he could have a close friend he could have a friend that he's like this is my sister totally get it but you should be the girl he talks to the most you should be the first girl he shares good news with bad news with whatever it is and that's what a best friend is and you should be that person for them so I feel like as long as they're just like friends with this person but not like oh my god this person's my best friend it makes the situation a lot more kind of comfortable. So that's kind of my advice for that is just talking to them about it, making sure that they're not putting that person over you or else that's like a major red flag and really make an effort to try to see these girls and meet these girls because I promise you like once you meet those girls, majority of the time your worries will go away. You won't care that they're pretty. You won't care that they're with him all the time because you'll be like, oh no, I know how these girls are. So that's the advice that I'm going to answer today. My voice is killing me now, so I'm going to stop. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I'm excited to be back on recording. Hopefully for Monday's episode, if I'm able to get my voice back to normal even more and record, I will love to do that for you guys. But thank you for everyone who sends in questions and advice. I'm so grateful for all of you and all the support you guys have given me. And I will talk to you guys in my next episode. (music) 